This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as in popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey everybody, my name is Doug and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies. Coming to you from a hotel, oh, I already I wrote that down wrong, a comedy condo room in Columbus, Ohio on Monday, October 17th, Two Oceans 11. That's right, the Comedy Condo across the street from the Funny Bone in Columbus, Ohio. We'll talk more about that in a second, but the unfriendly skies kept me from last Thursday's movie interruption show at CineFamily in Los Angeles. Paul Fancy Tompkins filled in for me. I heard he did a great job, and they watched the original Fright Night with guest commentator comment haters, comment slash haters, guest comment haters, uh, TJ Miller, Paul Shear, and Rob Hubel. So I was, I was sad that I missed that. And late that night, uh, Paul Tompkins tweeted, Dear Doug Benson, Jerry Dandridge. Jerry Dandridge was all in caps. That's the character played by Chris Sarandon in the film. I'm not sure why Paul wrote that, but I guess... I guess Jerry made an impression. I haven't seen Friday Night in a long time, so I was excited to see it on the big screen, and uh, it didn't work out. 
Uh, I didn't. I didn't like the new Fright Night. By the by, the next movie interruption is Wes Craven's Deadly Friend at seven thirty on Monday, October twenty fifth. Go to cinefamily.org if you're going to be in the area of Los Angeles and want to go. If you're going to be somewhere else and don't want to go, never mind. I'm flying in from the East Coast that day, so wish me luck. I'm looking forward to the next uh, March <laughs> when Ides of October is going to come out. My guest today is Dan Gabriel, co-host of the podcast Best Medicine, and uh, he's also a sport act, opening act, if you will, on this occasion uh, for me uh, on this particular weekend. Saturday night we were at Zany's in Chicago. Oh, anyway, hey, Dan. Hi. <laughs> uh, we were at Zany's in Chicago, right? And you uh, you took on and defeated four different name tag wearing audience members. Yes, I played uh, four of Chicago's finest Leonard Malton players, and uh, and I bested them all to to the point where somebody after the show said it looked rigged. We had to roll over the prize. I was going to give away my copy of uh, Shutter Island, and um, it got rolled over because uh, none, none of the four people won that night. You had also got a copy of Dan's uh, CD called Baby for Sale. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> I'm so proud I remember that because I didn't have that written down. And then, um, so what happened? First you took on Nick, who had his name written on a pumpkin. Yeah, the, yeah. I like to choose the people based on the effort that they put into their Sure, song. yeah. And Nick uh, had uh, spent a while uh, writing Nick uh, colorfully on a pumpkin um, in, in a lot of different markers. Uh, and and uh, so I chose Nick, and I beat him. I forgot, what was the movie that... Um, uh, it was the No, She Didn't category. Yes, And the answer was, was Love Don't Cost a Thing. That's right. <laughs> And then a woman with goldfish, two goldfish in a bowl that lit up. She had glowing goldfish, and she had tweeted that she was riding the bus to see Doug Benson with her goldfish. Yeah, so she went to a lot of effort. There was a a strobe light in the fishbowl. Yeah. What confused fish those must have been. Were the fish named after them, Emily and Dave, or did the fish have their own names? No, the fish had their own names. That they were, were clever, right? That were movie or podcast related. Yeah, like one of them was probably named Sam Levine, Sam the Ma'am, and the other one was probably yeah, named... Yeah, but she gave them away after the show to some lady on rem- the street who was coming into the next show. She was I helped broker that deal. <laughs> I was, she was like, now I got to take these all the way home. I was like, you don't want them, and she's like, you want them, and I was like, no. Does anybody want these fish? And a woman standing right there was like, I'll take them. But you didn't you um, didn't you? I love to eat what fish. About the pumpkin though, didn't you? What, I curb stomped the pumpkin. You smashed the pumpkin. History, American In history. Chicago, X you style. were smashing pumpkins. Yeah, I think you said that when it happened. People were on their feet because we were all standing there. Then. Um, what happened after that? Then we had somebody came up and picked the category girls, man. The other guy who had a, who uh, stole a street sign and wrote his name on a street sign, Tucker. Yeah, and he um, got the category. It um, was. I remember what the girls, man. It was one. girls, man, and he lost on the movie was Manhattan. Oh no, that's what that's no, what that's Emily lost fish. on. Yeah, that's what, that's what Emily lost on. on. Then he played... Because I remember the movie that I beat Tucker with. His category was Down Under. 
and the movie ended up being under siege, and you beat him, then you got a fourth person up there to play Edgar Wright hadn't seen it, and that was probably the bloody baseball. The bloody yes. baseball that said... There was a guy with a bloody baseball. Because Jordan always gets picked in the front row at L.A., so this guy put, put nut Jordan and then put blood all over the baseball like he murdered Jordan. It was kind of... I didn't get it. It was a little... But he did put a lot of effort into he the baseball. He did. So he got picked, and then he played... I might be getting the order wrong on these, but basically he played... Uh, Edgar Wright hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, I think that was it, because he was kind of yeah. cocky, like, yeah, I'll take that category, even though that could be any movie. But then uh, it turned out to be uh, Buckaroo Banzai, and you got that right. Yeah, because um, the, one of the clues was uh, it has um, the, the, the main characters, a rock star and a scientist. Like, how many fucking movies? The guy didn't know it at all. The guy had no idea what movie we were talking about. But yeah, that does give it away. But then that's where you get into the, you know, the strategy of negative names and stuff. Because uh, if both of you had known it from that, then you guys would have had to figure out who got second billing to uh, Peter Weller. Yeah, I almost went negative one name, but I, I could only remember Peter. I couldn't remember Weller. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yes, yeah, so that was a fun day. And then yesterday we did a show at the Funny Bone in Columbus, which is the condo Dan is staying in, is across the street from the club. We won't give away the exact number because we don't want, you know, future opening acts to get stalked. But um, it cracks me up because it's a number that's like, it's got four numbers in it on the on the door. That's not the street address. <laughs> so it's... Uh, Confusing. It'd be confusing if I was staying address. here. I think that, that each apartment the, has its own street address. Yeah, yeah. Because this is such a big complex. Yeah, but it's all townhousey, and so it's just funny to see. It's that. apartmenty, but it you enter from the outside, so it's a little different. Yeah, it's more condo-y. Yeah, I think it's fine. You know, for a couple, we're here for a couple nights. I'm staying over at the um, fanciest hotel in town, and I don't want to say names, but. Half of the name is a number, and the other half of the place is super. Uh, no, I'm saying a nice place. And we did a show. Four. <laughs> we did a show at uh, 420 yesterday, and that show Dan played against, I believe it was three people in the audience. And uh, the answers were in the horror movie category was Halloween 2, and in the girls' man category is Batman Forever, and Summer Blockbuster, which you got. Uh, quite easily was uh, Laura Croft Tomb Raider. Yeah. When you said Daniel Craig, that's how I knew that. Uh-huh. I saw Jurassic Park 2, Dynamite, I don't think that's what it's called, uh, Lost World, in a hotel room the other day, and I still love it. I think I like it better than the first one. Remember Jurassic Park 2? Um, I, Jeff Goldblum, I, Vince I, Vaughn, when he was in his like serious, serious movie phase. I don't think I saw that. I, I remember Jurassic Park 1. It's good. Julianne Moore. It's good. I liked it. There's not little kids in it. Like the kid, there's like a girl in it who's like a teenager and she's good at... Uh, Is it called Jurassic Park 2? Why'd we come back here? Oh, yeah. We shouldn't come here. No, it's like, it's diff it's like uh, you know, they're going in knowing that they got to try to do something about these dinosaurs. So oh, okay. It's, so it's like a, it's a team of scientists and, uh, you know, but of course shit goes wrong. That's, that's the one thing they never, they never plan for. Uh, but his daughter, Jeff Goldblum's daughter is good, is a good gymnast. So at one point she spins on a bar and kicks a dinosaur in the face. So that's kind of a, okay. kind of a cool way to get nice. rid of. And then he goes, nice. and then he's like, and then Jeff Goldblum's like, you got kicked off the swim team. Like it's a funny moment, but then, or the swim team. Yeah. Yeah. Dad, that's why I'm not on the swim team. Cause I'm a gymnast. But, um, 
Speaking of spinning on bars for uh, no good reason, I saw Footloose today. And how and, was it? <laughs> well, you refused to go. I refused You even to looked at the sign of all the movies that you could go to and just decided you'd be happier just walking around the mall. Yes, that is how I felt. There were a couple of movies that looked pretty good, but they weren't starting for a couple hours. The whole idea was that I was going to see something at the same time you were seeing something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that I wouldn't... Uh, uh, Anyway, it, 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 <laughs> we got to line up our playtime. There was no way I was going to see Footloose, <laughs> and so I just decided to walk around the mall. I mean, it doesn't need to be remade. It, no, well, I agree. I agree with you Footloose. that what they did didn't need to be made, but I think it. I think someone could have done something really interesting with it, and instead they just did like it was like that psycho uh, shot for shot. Like, does does <laughs> Kevin Bacon have a cameo in it at all? No, and I don't think anyone from the first movie does. But lots of di- that, lots of dialogues exactly the same. But that's the that's that's how you know it's going to suck. Is that nobody from the original wanted to be anywhere near it? Well, you know, they might not have wanted them to. The guy, the guy that. The guy that wrote the original screenplay and some of those songs that are in it, he co-wrote it with this guy Craig Brewer that directed the new one. So, like, you know, so they, he was like, "Oh yeah, I, I, there's a way for me to cash in on the same <laughs> pile of words." Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they, they you know, they they adapted it a little bit, but I, they just didn't. For my money, they didn't change enough, so it was just kind of boring to watch because it was just like watching. A, it is like almost like seeing a road company of a play that you didn't really like the first time, and now you're watching actors that are uh, less iconic. Uh, you know, trying to play the exact same roles, so it's just kind it of just it's kind of boring. It's a waste of everybody's time and energy, right? Unless they did something, unless they did something creative with it. Yeah, I mean, like uh, Thomas Crown Affairs, I think a better uh, example of remaking something and putting your own spin on it. Yeah, they spun it so much that again, it didn't need to be called the same thing. But they just, you know, they like to hedge their bets and try to sell people a movie that sounds familiar. You know? Yeah. Oh, I've heard of that. That might be good. So yeah, they're going to remake everything, Dan. There's no stopping that train. Things are just going to get remade from now on, and and we're just going to have to live with it. But I I say, yeah, I say just like put based on whatever in the title, come up with a new title, make a great movie, and then you know, then remakes is fine. Or remake something from like the 30s or 40s, or go reach back a little farther. We don't. But then you don't have the sold name because the young kids don't know. Like if they remade like Seven Year Itch or something, the kids wouldn't recognize the name. So then you're not getting that free marketing that you get from replaying something they grew up with. Because like kids grew up with Footloose, even if they weren't born yet, they grew up with it. You know, Footloose is on TV all the time. Is it? It's like how angry would you get if they tried to remake Ferris Bueller? Well, I heard a rumor that they're not not remaking it, but that they're talking about doing a sequel where he's like an adult and he skips work. And I was just like, I don't oh, want to know that God. Ferris Bueller has a job he wants to skip. They, well, they. I think that Election was made to be <laughs> that the was that yeah. Ferris Bueller. It yeah, but like, that's what he really Ferris, grew grew up into when you're yeah. that much of a fuck up and you don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, it, uh, but I, I liked you know getting to see Matthew Broderick play what is you know. You can't go through life getting your best friend to fuck up his dad's expensive car. Like, someone's going to call you on it, and there's going to be consequences. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was really... Says you he was really Mia douchey. Sarah, and then she doesn't even graduate high school. <laughs> oh, I had such a crush on Mia, Sarah, when I was young. Oh, man. She's good stuff. She's adorable and legend. Mm. Shall we play a game? Sure. All right, let's play a little... Build a title. Since we're in Ohio, I picked movies that are filmed in or set in... Uh, Ohio, hopefully even even Columbus specifically. Really? 
Yeah, you, you, you don't need to guess what the movie is. It's just the first title. You don't have to know anything about the movie. For instance, you probably don't know anything about a film called Harry and Walter Go to New York. Apparently, and that was made here in Columbus. Apparently part of it was, yeah. According to, you know, the Harry always accurate Wikipedia. Is that a Muppet movie? No, it's... Uh, um, uh, I almost said Scott Kahn. It's James Kahn and... Uh, what's his name? Elliot Gould. And they are, you know, buddies who go from somewhere in the Midwest to New York. It's a period piece. I think it takes place in the early 1900s. And uh, what's-her-name-is-in-it? The female lead is Diane Keaton. And it's supposed to be a comedy. Didn't, didn't do very well. No, they filmed, They probably started there. It's about two guys who go to New York okay. is the name of the movie. So all you need to do, you don't need to know any of that. All you need to do is go pick a movie that ends with the word Harry or begins with New York. And then you're off to the races. <sighs> <laughs> Heavy sigh. Okay. Um, New York stories. All right. So we got Harry and Walter go to New York stories. Uh, <laughs> and then I have to go stories. Re-stories. Re's. <laughs> Reasons. Reasoning. Reasonable. I swear there's something that starts with like reasonable or something, but I, I can't think of what it is exactly. So I'll just go uh, Dirty, Harry, and Walter go to New York stories. Is Dirty Harry the name of the movie? Yeah. <laughs> the first Dirty Harry movie is called Dirty Harry. Okay. I know, it's confusing. The first James Bond movie is called Dr. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, can I look at the... It, what do you mean, look at it? Well, you wrote it. Yeah, Dirty Harry and Walter oh, go to New York stories. Okay, Dirty. Okay. <laughs> um, so now a movie that ends in Dirty or starts with stories. Stories. You can do that. So you can do the sound Rees, reasonable, reason. I just couldn't think of anything that starts with that. Rees. Resemble. Rees Witherspoon. Yeah. Um, too bad there's not a movie called Reese Witherspoon. Uh, this is a tough one, I think. Yeah. Uh, let me, um, what one that ends in dirty? It's Something dirty. Down and dirty. It Playing like dirty. Captain dirty. Dirt dancing. Kind of dancing comma dirty. <laughs> you nailed it. Um, stories. E, e, stories. Money. Ooh, nice. Storizi money. All right. Uh, money train. So now we've got Dirty Harry and Walter go to New York. Storizi money train. Okay, all right. How about last starfighter <laughs> no no it's not a d dude you know there's you know movies that start with train train money train that's not oh yeah that starts with train doesn't it no i'm saying the word yeah. train starts it off train, and you're good to go train planes and automobiles no there's um, another one that i'm thinking of day yeah and then i'm going to add Joe, Dirty, Harry, and nice. Walter go to New York stories. 
the money <laughs> training day. Okay. Um, Cujo. <laughs> God damn it. Cujo. Dirty. <laughs> Harry and Walter go to New York Story. The money training day of the dolphin. I threw you a softball on that one. They have the dolphin tail. Yeah, yeah tail. <laughs> tail. Tails. Oh, shit. Tail. Oh, no. Tails from the Crypt. Is that a movie? Yeah, and TV show TV and show. comic book, yeah. Tales from the Crypt had a... Uh, a segment in it. Um, it was a four-part anthology, and one of them was Joan Collins, was a woman who uh, is having an affair with a Santa Claus, and the husband murders the Santa Claus, or something like that. Anyway, Cujo Dirty <laughs> Harry and Walter go to New York Story Z Money Training Day of the Dolphin Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, you've really put yourself in a corner now. Crypt. Uh, ooh. No. Tonight. <laughs> Kryptonite. Too bad there's not a movie called Kryptonite. Oh, I got one. I got one for the front. This is, this is crazy. I got an absolute crazy one for the front. Haiku. There's got to be a movie named Haiku. No, but I got a, I got a coup. Um, I know a coup. <laughs> coup. Sudoku. Wait. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Of... Wait. All right. Let's what? On crypt. Crypt. That's even harder. I think. Well, that's because I've already got something for coup. Ripped. Um. Rip Like Jesus is uh, Greg Barron's handle on Twitter. Rip. Um, <sighs> Ripped Cord, the story of a... Rip Tone. <laughs> Rip, uh, the story of a skydiving accident. Ripped Corn. I think I'm stuck. I think you're stuck. I'm going to just add one thing, and then I think I think we're good overall. Because I thought of, there's an old uh, Liza Minnelli movie called The Sterile Cuckoo. Ugh, so sterile, I know, sterile coo. I think we took a good whack at it. Sterile cuckoo, Joe, Dirty, Harry and Walter go to New York Stories, the money training day of the dolphin tales from the crypt. That's pretty good. Yeah. Sterile, I guess if there's a movie that ends in the word stare, but I can't think of one. Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire. Yeah, let's just start going with names. Um, Switch back and forth. Master and Commander. Something ends in Master. Uh, Astaire. Yeah, that's a little sterile. It's a little, little bit of a stretch. But that was a nice long one, and the episode was long enough. I like to throw out these things when I can. Get you guys a chance to get to know my uh, the comics that I go out on the road with and, and encourage you to come see us live and play the Leonard Malton game with us. And uh, you can go to douglasmovies.com for all the dates 
And uh, do you have anything you want to plug there, Dan? Yes, I would like to plug my podcast. Uh, I am a co-host of a podcast called The Best Medicine. Uh, my co-host is Robert Duchesne, and we uh, have different guests on, uh, comics usually, and, and we solve people's problems that they email us. So you can check it out at thebestmedicinepodcast.com, or it's on iTunes. Just do a search for Best Medicine. And uh, Doug's been on the show, and uh, in a couple of weeks, Larry Miller's going to be on. Oh, fantastic. Larry's great. He was uh, awesome in his cameo in uh, Pretty Woman. That was a long <laughs> time he's done. I just saw him recently in uh, Nutty Professor 2 as the uh, principal. He's in everything. Not principal. Is it a school? Movie. The dean. He's the dean. He's always the dean or the principal or the teacher or the dad. Or He's in every movie. Yeah, he's really nice Such guy nice and guy. really good actor. Great, amazing timing and smart dude. All right, thank you, Dan. Thank you, listeners. As always, Jerry Dandridge is a shithead. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug.